All right, so Albion just sort of stares up at the tree and looks at Dez, looks back at the tree, and just... So, uh, I don't know if you recall something that Roe told us that Chris said. To, um, avoid the tree. I do recall. And, uh, that's, that's certainly a tree. What do we do now? Well, this is where I was guided to, so I don't know. Albion, if we get any closer, what if <sighs> we set off some sort of timeline that puts other people in danger? Des, we're always putting other people in danger. I feel like the last thing we dealt with should have made that clear. I'm, I'm just worried about... The last Cr thing we can do now... Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm just worried about Chris. Yeah, me too. You, uh, do you take the chance to look at this tree that is in the middle of this clearing in the woods? Yep, um, I'm definitely looking. Not with the sight, but you know that's gonna happen at some point. <laughs> okay, well, you are looking at the middle of a forest of evergreens, and in the center of this ring of just kind of bare ground, where nothing else seems to be growing, there is this one ash tree in the center. It has kind of a big bushy canopy uh, that seems to extend out uh, in interesting directions. Uh, it, you know, it's cohesive whole, but it, it's sort of almost cloud-like in its canopy formation, which is unlike the other evergreens around it. So this is clearly something that feels out of place uh, where you are, but it is uh, you can't get an accurate estimate of how tall it is exactly, but you do know it's a big tree. Definitely a big one, one way or another. Uh, looks like it's probably taller than the trees around it. Yeah, this ain't right. I think uh, Desdemona is going to pull out her phone and try to take a few pictures without getting any closer. Okay, cool. Go right ahead and do that. Okay. I think after that, too, she's probably just going to, like, close her eyes and center herself and maybe try to do some sort of a, a lore roll just to kind of feel the energy around the place, kind of just reach out her psychic senses. That makes perfect sense to me. So, okay, I'm going to have you make me a lore roll, and I'm going to say that your target is a three. And th th for the very basic information, your target's going to be three, and then every two above that is more details. That's a five. Okay. You have the opportunity to spend fate points now if you want to try to get more information, or you can take the five and the information that I'll give you and decide what you want to do with that after. Yeah, um, part of, like, a part of me is like, mm, I, I do want to spend it to get more information, because maybe that will avoid any sort of looking at it with the site. But on the other hand, we might be fate points if any site is used. But I will happily spend a fate point, and I will... I'm going to invoke uh, my uh, high concept, haunted, hunted mouthpiece of the supernatural, um, just kind of dealing with her medium psychic uh, senses in order to kind of scope out the situation a little better. Okay. All right. I, yeah, I'll accept that. You have a strong yeah. connection to the supernatural through your ectomancy. Okay, great. 
So And that'll bring it to a seven. Yes. So the basic thing is this is a place that uh, Eddie Izzard would describe like Glastonbury <laughs> Plain with Stonehenge, a place that's very, oh, you know, kind of mystical, a good place for like a henge. Uh, but it's a tree and this place definitely has that that feeling of a liminal space uh, that's just it's so peculiar that it has to be otherworldly. Like, it just feels that way. The additional information that you are going to get from reaching out with your senses in particular is that you are going to, you're going to feel as though the sort of spectral energy around here, you know, spirits and ghosts and stuff that you normally can reach out and and feel there's something strange about this particular location and uh, kind of how that feels um you feel like the spectral stuff that you're feeling in this place is much much older than it has any right to be even when you reached out earlier and seemingly got some spiritual advice from like uh possibly an algonquin spirit you you feel like this whole place is maybe even a little more ancient than that uh and faintly uh sort of on the since you did spend good money uh of fate points uh <laughs> you can you can hear faintly on sort of the edges of your perception uh, some whisperings and perhaps sort of spectral talk speech uh, kind of at the very borders of your consciousness. And it's definitely like if you try to really get a bead on it, it's very, very hard to make out any of it. But you don't feel like it's English or any language that you've really heard or studied uh what languages did desdemona study in school uh she, she um uh maybe a little bit of uh french and spanish okay well it's definitely not that so yeah yeah you definitely don't recognize it as anything like that mm -hmm. and it would have made sense for french in this area for mm -hmm. obvious reasons and it would have made sense for it to be maybe sort of more indigenous and native here, but it doesn't, you, you just can't tell, but it doesn't have quite the, a feeling of any language that you know. Yeah, actually, I'm, I think about it, and she probably knows a little bit of a Latin as well. Okay, yeah, another romance language. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really, it still doesn't ring as romantic. Yep. Okay, so she's gonna open her eyes and, Albion, this place is, it's ancient. Uh, it's, it goes further back than anything I've ever reached before. Huh. It, I mean, I've never been to, it's, there's something else about it. I've never been to any, like, spaces where, like, Stonehenge or any big holy places, but just, it's got that feeling to it. Uh, is the raven still here? The raven is not present, uh, at the very least. You, you don't see it immediately you can make me an alertness roll to deliberate i think actually in this case investigation because you're trying to specifically find something 
instead of reacting. So yeah, make me investigation roll. I'm going to say your target is a four. Okay. Uh, I rolled. That's a, that's a wash. That's nothing. I, that's just a one. So I fail. Okay. You definitely cannot see the Raven anywhere around here. So I am, however, going to make you make a roll because Des is talking to you and explaining kind of the feeling that she was getting from this place. And you start to lose focus on the things that she's saying. Her her describing perhaps the sort of spectral talking and whispers that she heard uh, is starting, starting to sort of fade into sort of muffled dullness that you can't totally make out but your focus is being drawn and you're not sure why, but I am going to have you make me a couple rolls back to back. Basically, it's like the site that we're going to be rolling. You're not opening the site, but I am going to make you basically do the rolls associated with it. There is no penalty, Ooh, however, for failing the discipline roll. In this case, it's not that you will be unable to close the site because it's not the site. So uh, I'm going to set your discipline target at a six. Okay, that is three pluses. My discipline is a three. I I just hit. Okay, so this distraction that you're feeling, there is there's a really intense mental pressure that seems to be bearing down upon you, but you're somehow able to work through this oppressive haze and you get to make a lore roll with the same target. I am going to need to spend some fate points, probably. Yes, I am. All right. That is a plus two. That gets me to a lore of four. I'm going to tag Odin, blessed stalker of shadows, because I'm still I was guided here by Odin. All right, uh, I will accept that. Uh, accept you invoking that. Okay. Invoke, so, right, sorry. So I know the game we play on our own podcast. I understand it. <laughs> yes, you do. So you have this moment out of time. It's basically just, it's two different flashes of thunder and lightning. Just, there is the blinding bright of a flash of lightning from nowhere and the deafening crack of thunder that comes with it. And it is raining as hard as you have ever felt on you right now. And you have never felt rain on you like this before because A, you've never been rained on this hard, and B, you've never been a horse before. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I said you've never been a horse before. You're a horse now, roll with it. But I am now? In this instant, you are a horse. Oh no, I turned into Loki! Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. He's bad. As you are feeling that that intense, just like monsoon rainfall on you, uh, the other sensation that you experience, because you did get a lore roll success, you are able to pick up some of the details of what's happening to you here you realize that none of your legs are touching the ground and you are you are swinging 
to some degree. So you're suspended in the air by your neck. And there is another flash of lightning and a roll of deafening thunder only in your head. And then Desdemona comes back into focus after, again, this a weird vision that took place in the amount of time it took for one flash of lightning to be followed by another. So, to recap, I was a horse swinging by my neck in the air. Yep. Alright, hey Des, um... Oh, yeah? Yeah? I don't think I took any peyote. <laughs> so I don't know what in the hell that was about, but, um... What? What was... I just had some sort of vision where I was being rained on and I was a horse and I was being hung from my neck and I don't know... I... I got nothing on that. Uh, I'll be and I'm worried about you. You haven't slept. You've been pushing yourself pretty hard this hike. Um, maybe we should... Maybe we need to go back. Maybe we need to... Maybe we should just map out where this is and we can get the group and we can uh, do some research and maybe come back we're where we're better be equipped here, and prepared. For th- I'm sorry? We're meant to be here. Okay. This is where we're supposed to be. Okay. I, uh, so we're here and you had visions of a horse hanging by its neck. That doesn't sound great to me, but we're meant to be here. Do you want to just, like, sit down for a few minutes or something? Just take a break? Every second we wait could be the second that makes a difference between Chris... I don't want to risk it. We gotta figure this out. Albion's gonna open the site. (laughs) Well, Albion, before you make that decision, I'm actually about to ask you for another roll. And... This time, it's going to be a conviction roll. Your target is still going to be a six. And if you choose to succeed on this roll, you will experience something that may influence whether or not you want to open the site. All right. If you fail, nothing happens and you can continue as you planned. Well, color me curious. (laughs) All right, conviction, that is a plus four. I just got to get plus two. Easy. All right, I did get plus two. Two, three pluses, one minus. So that is a six. I hit my target. Okay. Amazing. So you are going to, as you're debating with Dez about whether or not you should leave, map this place and come back, try to solve the mystery of where you are, you feel you feel something coming up on you that same kind of that weight of that pressure again and this time you know that something is coming your way so it's not catching you off guard instead you're making the choice to embrace it in a way that you might be able to understand it better Otherwise, this would have come to you as even more fragmented and broken images. Think like the the thing that you find at the start of Mass Effect that's just like teeth and gears and stuff. Um, yes. So 
you're going to get more usable images because you realized that this was coming and you decided to embrace it this time. Uh, the one thing Albion is going to embrace is he's going to really quickly put a hand to steady himself on Dez's shoulder. So hold that thought and um, ride it out. Okay. I am going to give you a lore, a target of four, since you passed the first check there. Alrighty. Don't fail me now, dice. They did not fail me now. That is three pluses. That is five. All right, then. So your right eye explodes and you are in a different place and time. You know that your right eye is- When you say explode. I will get there. You (laughs) know that you're in a different place and time and you know that your eye is gone because you can feel the leather of the eye patch over your eye. And you can feel the rain against your skin. Not horse skin this time, but you have your arm drawn back, which is not normally how you fire your gun, now is it? Normally you'd put your arm forward and brace it. However, in this case, your arm is back behind your head. Your muscles are tensing up for the forward pitch and release as an ancient enemy bigger than you can possibly comprehend is coming down upon you jaws first serpentine and you are preparing to stick your weapon right down its throat and now that you've had a very clear fragment of a vision Um, I'm going to need you to roll me an endurance roll, and your target is a six. The dice failed me now. (laughs) I, I got a five. Okay, you're going to take inexplicably one physical damage as the blood vessels in your eye burst. Alien's just gonna drop to his knees and double over and clutch his eye. Holy crap, Albion! What's going on? I will remind you, you did not take any consequences from this, so you don't feel any sort of real pain from it. It's uncomfortable, and you have taken a little bit of stress. It's... it's not the pain. Albion says two words. The first is Jormungandr. And the second, as he looks up at the tree, is Yggdrasil. What? going to cut back across town where we have another member of our party who is down. (laughs) As per the usual. Ro, what exactly are you doing to get our friend Dr. Cooper Smith some help here? Um, what was it? It was established that he needed to go to the hospital last time or he's just like on the ground. 
uh, if I'm not mistaken, hospital was a good idea because the pain in his leg was so excruciating that he could not extricate himself from the floor. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call an ambulance or have, like, have someone call an ambulance for us. Okay. Um, I need you to make a decision on if you're doing it or getting someone <laughs> okay. else to do it. Okay. Um, I, I will call. Okay. So you're going to call and give your location and describe what's happening, I presume. Yes. Okay. We don't really need to roleplay the details of that. But in the meantime, Doctor. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. This sucks so bad. This yeah, And there's nothing fuck. you can do about it. A double fuck. Every time something has sucked this bad for you before, other than, oh, I don't know, whenever, you know, whatever it is, did this to you in the first place. Every other time in your life, you've been able to have some effect on the thing sucking. This is just the meanest thing because you can't do anything about it. Bullshit. It is bullshit. And you you hear in your head that someone has agreed with you that it's bullshit. What the fuck? Do you want to stand? The voice asks. Who the fuck are you? An old friend. There is something about this voice, and you have no idea why, but it's familiar, and you absolutely cannot place it right now. Are you going to try to scramble back through your head to figure out why you know this voice, or how are you going to continue engaging? Uh, oh, that's a good point. I was just kind of silently glaring. Uh, well, you're glaring at empty space. So. I'm aware. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, who the fuck are you? I know you don't remember me, but this isn't you. You are always able to push through your pain. Let me help you up. What's your name? What's your name? You know my name. Okay, I'm going to give you an opportunity to involuntarily recall the nature of this voice, and we're going to start at an alertness roll of eight. Oh, well, fuck. I got a four. Okay. If you if you don't want to pump fate points into that, then you just no, don't, do and in this moment, spontaneously remember. Fuck it, I'm going to do it. Well, what are you going to invoke to justify recalling this? Yay. Uh, hang on. I got to do this shit. Uh, I am going to tag three-legged horse because holy fuck, my leg. (laughs) 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 I'm going to tag blunt force drama because, yeah, this is pretty, this is that. I'm going to tag... Nobody likes wizards, especially me, because this is some magical horseshit bullshit, and I'm fucking pissed, and I'm gonna tell So, you, you recall that every fate point you invoke for an aspect that I accept gets you two points, right? I did not, so... Okay, I got two then. <laughs> he never yeah. has to use them, and he has so many! Why this is episode 38, and you keep throwing okay. fate points. Yeah, I'm basically, Let's... I'm Edgardo. Have you figured that out by now? 
Darius has like a billion fate points, and let's not shame anyone for not knowing how to play the game, because I don't either. Me neither. Okay. (laughs) Well, we're all a bunch of idiots here, but I skimmed the first book. Fair enough. Uh, Let's let's just talk about this now. Yay. So you are not sure where this association is coming from, but the pain in your leg. And the sound of this voice that you're hearing have an association to you. You you know for sure that something links the two of these in your mind. And it, it, it's just bizarre that there's that sensation of like crossed wires of like this has to do with this. And you, when I say the pain in your leg, I mean the last time it felt this bad, which was the first time. I'm going to have you make me a memory-based role, which I'm going to call scholarship. Okie dokie. And we're going to go with a scholarship of four. Yay. Okay. I rolled a five. Okay. So given this, you're trying to sort of push aside the pain for a moment to focus on memories and try to recall details uh, as much as you possibly can about something. And that something right now is the scene that we're going to flash back to, which is you on that on that field years ago in on the island. And you feel that terrible pain sink into your leg. And the next thing that you remember right after that is Nat standing over you. And you have that sort of haze of pain over what she's saying to you and what's happening there. But you cannot recall anything between those two moments. There's a complete blank. Hmm. Did you do this to me? What? Oh, I'm talking to the... (laughs) Yeah, no, that was their response. Oh, okay. What? No. Of course not. Why would you even think that I did? Because I don't know who the hell you are. And Mm. none of this ominous, hippy-dippy bullshit. None of this, ooh, we've been here all along, ooh, force ghost bullshit. Just tell me what the fuck you are. You don't remember. No, I don't. Do you want to remember? Yes. Christ. Then I'm very, very sorry for what's about to happen here. Great. Let's just get this shit over with. Statement of Thomas Freitag regarding advertisement for his podcast Green Mountain Mysteries. Original statement given August 3rd, 2021. Audio recording by Thomas Freitag, advertiser. Statement begins. Thank you so much for listening to Green Mountain Mysteries. We've been getting some new listeners in our Discord lately, and seeing people react to the show gives everyone who works on it such life. We we love doing this. It's been fantastic. Anyway, we have advertisements and stuff. Today, we're going to be talking about books, because... I mean, what is this show if not a show about books? Today we're talking about Abe Books. It is an online marketplace listing millions of new, 
used, rare, and out-of-print books and other collectible items, as well as cheap textbooks. And, you know, college. Textbooks are ridiculously overpriced. It's a scam. Everyone knows it. They connect you with thousands of professional booksellers in more than 50 countries worldwide. So you should check them out at affiliates.abooks.com slash ppn. You know, back to school season, it's a great time to start looking into books. Even if you're not looking for school books, just find some cool old book to read. Find some weird tome bound in leather that might be flesh. And, you know, who knows? Nothing bad could possibly come of that. We would like to extend a thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show, managing our feed, and overall just being real delightful people to work with. Uh, they also host shows like Steampunks, which has new episodes this month. So you should check them out. They're fantastic. We've actually crossed over with them in the past, and if you've been a long-time listener, you know that. Uh, you should also check out No Dice, which is a D&D podcast. And speaking of No Dice, special thanks to Hugh from No Dice for voicing Natalie Coopersmith. You can find Hugh on Twitter at WeHaveLaunch, at TikTok at ElectricBoogaloo, and XOXO the Poet. They're wonderful. They're the light. I think they freaking killed it this episode. We love Hugh. We, we stand Hugh in this house. Also, we want to give a special thanks for Jay for playing bass on the piece you just heard going into the episode break. You can find Jay on Twitter at thisisjc underscore and on Twitch at thisisjc. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GMMcast if you haven't already been. Which, you know, if you have been or if you haven't yet, if you talk about our show at all, we appreciate you. We don't really pay for advertising. Facebook keeps trying to get us to and we keep telling Facebook to fuck off. So, you know, we rely on word of mouth to really get people to look into our show. Um... So if you want to tweet about us using the hashtag GMMcast, that would be awesome. You can talk about fan theories. You can talk about favorite characters. You can talk about who you ship. Um, yeah, and also you can join the GMM Discord. We do weekly Jackbox streams when we can. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And we have merch now. We have a merch store, baby. You can put logos from our show on your chest or stickers on your everything. Check that out. That's also in the episode description. And uh, that's enough for me talking. So uh, thanks for listening. Statement ends. Personally, I think this show sounds like a bunch of bullshit, but maybe there's more to it than meets the eye. End recording. All right, class, settle down. Welcome to Boring Old White Dudes in History 101. In this class, we will learn all about the true heroes of science, the men who lifted us from ignorance into glorious knowledge and... <laughs> Not on our watch! Gadzooks! Hooray! It's steampunks! Curses! Not the steampunks! That's right, I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. And we, along with our steam-powered flying horse here... Are here to teach you all about the amazing people that some history teachers love to forget. Don't listen to them, class. They'll tell you all about women with amazing contributions to science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Dang right we will. People like Mary Anning, Frida Kahlo, and Euphemia Haynes. And all you gotta do is tune in every other Wednesday. And keep, keep flying, you beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. Woo! Yeah! 
Steampunks will return in August of 2021. Find us at pocketpodcastnetwork.com or wherever podcasts are found. Okay, you are about to unlock a memory that you didn't realize you didn't have. So we're about to get into some serious discipline roles in a moment here. Oh, fuck. The more of these... The more of these discipline roles that you can make the, uh, without actually being taken out of the scene, the more of this memory that will come back to you. Yay. Here we okay. Go. You can do it, dear. So, ah, shit. First discipline roll, target eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I believe in you! I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's a two. Okay. Look at all your fate points! So, if you don't give me fate points, you'll be taking six mental stress, which you can mitigate some of that through consequences. You can also mitigate some of it through, I don't know, throwing fate points my way. Okay, I'll throw fate points. Do, do, do. Well, what are you gonna throw? Uh, nobody likes wizards, because I'm really getting sick of this magical bullshit. Makes me want to kick <laughs> something, that's what I do. That's that's me, the funny kick man. Ha, 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 ha. So, okay. Actually, I need to remember something, uh, Darius. You have yep. uh, a stunt for Doctor Cooper Smith, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, I'm today ain't your day, spell cakes. Finally, I can use this fucking thing. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm gonna uh, roll three more. Remind dice, me what then. that does. Roll three extra uh, dice. Towards fists, though, that's the problem. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. It only works okay. against, like, wizards throwing laser beams and shit. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to rule a special case that you can give me a fate point Yay. to, in this case, basically justify it as a physical conflict through this mental nonsense. I'm going to bend the rules of this game to let you... Have that. Yay, so I get to And isn't it, it just a plus three? It is three additional dice towards fists. Really? Yeah, against a magical okay. effect. So my fists become an eight. Maybe. Okay. Possibly. All right. So am I doing a fist roll? No, I, I think you're just adding three. Oh, so I got to roll three more dice then? I, I thought it was just plus three total. No, it says you can roll That's three so additional. That's so weird. Yeah, it says you can roll three That's, additional okay. dice. Wild. Roll three more dice, then. Yay. <laughs> oh, yeah, zero. So whatever. <laughs> awesome. I love oh, it. Oh, no! Well, we're going to have to we're going to have to look at this stunt again <laughs> when we're done. Uh, but for now, uh, yeah, I, I will accept your other fate point for the uh, the aspect that you invoked. Um, that makes it four mental stress, which you can make a manageable two with a mild consequence. Yay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna say that this is a mild mental consequence uh, that we're calling memory burn. Ow. Fuck. All right. So you remember a little more of what happened. The gaps are starting to fill in, but starting at the top, Unfortunately, a lot of this does go very similarly to those nightmares that you have where you somehow shake the thing off or remove whatever it is or it becomes satisfied uh, with 
the damage it's inflicted and stops biting your leg after removing some meat there uh you you don't get a very good look at this thing that did this to you but you now realize for the first time that it's definitely not like a sea devil because it's not a humanoid shape that you can make out there it's not exactly brightly lit uh in this particular location and you're not getting a very good look at it but it's definitely not person shaped it's definitely something monstrous in shape so let's fill in a little more of that memory with a discipline uh seven target it's gonna keep going down by one uh five okay so that'd be another two mental stress hit which would roll up to three if you have a three uh, available. Uh, I think my mental's four. Okay. Um, mental fortitude is conviction, so... I How high is your conviction there, bud? Uh, three. Oh, you do have four mental stress boxes. Hot damn. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Since you have four mental stress boxes, that would roll up and fill your three. So your two and three are full, but you don't take any more damage on top of that. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So you are lying there and it's (laughs) your leg is a bloody mess, uh, obviously. And then you you have this odd moment of clarity as you are like just crying out in anguish involuntarily just this incredible just just wail of pain uh because this is unlike anything you've ever felt before and there is a moment where you have this this sort of insight Your leg is not bleeding the way it should. There should be more blood there than there is right now. It doesn't look like the pool of blood under your leg is actually getting any bigger right now. We're going to have you roll another discipline, target six, to get more of this information. Uh, okay. Hang on. That's five. Okay, so that's going to be one stress. I throw a fate point to not take stress. I mean, it's it's just going to hit the one stress on your stress track and fill it in, but you can throw a fate point if you like. Yay. You can hit aim low and go high because fuck, I'm already going low because I ain't got no leg. <laughs> <laughs> what an unconventional use uh, and justification. I... Uh, you know, it made me laugh. I'm gonna just accept it. And I don't totally know why, but it's happening. So, you've realized that something seems to have stanched the bleeding, and you aren't feeling the agony that you feel like you should be feeling. Like, you know the pain is there, but it isn't actively just murdering you. That's when you start to hear that same voice that you've been hearing just now. 
this is where you remember it from. And it says, you have a great destiny ahead of you, Sylvester Cooper Smith. You can't oh. let that end here, can you? Oh, no. No. Discipline five. Yay. I got a five. All right. No stress. Yay. In, in your memory. Speak for yourself. I have to listen to this. <laughs> in your memory. <laughs> wow. In your memory, how would you respond to a voice from nowhere, a young Sylvester Cooper Smith, in this moment, this, this terrible, awful moment, how does a young Sylvester Cooper Smith respond? <clears throat> Would you call a fucking ambulance already? Only if you say no. I can make sure that you fulfill that destiny. You're not bleeding right now, are you? Oh. No, I guess I'm not. Discipline target four. Hey, I got five again. Okay. No additional stress. Yay. That's right. You're not. You will die if this is not tended to. Look at how much of your lifeblood has already seeped upon the floor, upon the ground of this place. Look at the mangled ruin of your leg. Yep, that's gonna be a bitch to bleach. You'll never walk again without... some help. You still haven't told me who you are, and that's very rude. Discipline three. Yay. I got all pluses. Okay. I understand that it's rude, but time is of the essence. If you reject me, the bleeding starts again, and the leg that is stitching itself back together right now before your very eyes stops. And you realize it's true. The, the ruins of your leg are kind of moving of their own accord, and not just spasm like in a spastic way from shock. It's almost as though the damage to your limb is very slowly starting to fix itself. You tell me who you are, and then I'll agree. Discipline eight. I got a six. That's going to be a two mental stress hit, which rolls up to a four, because you still have your four slot available, if I'm not mistaken. Fuck. Can I throw more fade points or nah? Well, your mental stress track now has just filled up, oh, which means if you take another if you take another mental stress hit, you will have to mitigate it or you will be taken out and you can mitigate it with fate points or you can mitigate it with consequences. But right now it's not taking you out. OK, the voice in your memory says, I will tell you all you have to do is let me in. Oh my god! <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> oh no. And there is a flash of pain. It's not new pain. It's renewed pain. 
the numbness that had overwhelmed your leg is gone. Fuck, 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 fuck. The injury has stopped stitching itself together. It has not unstitched any of the apparent healing that was done there. So your leg is still absolutely a mess. But you are bleeding to death again, and you know it. Great. Can I patch myself up to, like, some extent or no? It's just I can't even fucking move. You are, you're not particularly capable of doing much of anything right now, and the holes in your leg are beyond your ability to really do anything effective, uh, effectively about. You would need to tourniquet it. Piss. And you don't know if you have what you need. You might if you can jury rig something, but that's not what's important right now. What's important right now is that in your memory, the voice says once again, you're really going to let yourself die here? Sure, why not? You hear a disgusted noise in your mind, and it just says, I suppose I misjudged you. Yeah, you did, fuckface. Die alone in ignominy, then. Okay, bye, fuck off. There's a silence in your mind, which is replaced by uh, your nervous system screaming in pain. Great. And a moment passes in which you are trying desperately to figure out what you can do to basically save your life here. The thought of trying to make a tourniquet out of something crosses your mind. And you see your sister running toward you. And she just yells, What the fuck is going on? I heard shit. Wait, don't tell mom I said that. <laughs> something, and it's you, and then I... Ah, Sylvester? Oh my god. Oh, there's blood everywhere. Oh god. Oh god, Sylvester? Oh god. Um, it's... Okay, Nat. what? What? First aid kit behind the counter. Get it. First, first aid kit behind the counter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call 911. I'm gonna go get mom. And she I, called. Um, Sylvester? Sylvester, what do I do? Throw a tourniquet on my fucking leg. Tourniquet on the leg. Okay, Sylvester, I got it. Sylvester? Sylvester? Your memory has returned to the point where you remember from then on. The gap has been filled. And you are mentally stressed. You've taken that one mild mental consequence. And you are now... Back in the present, and you are in excruciating pain again, and the voice in your head says, Well, now, well, now, well, now you remember me. So, will you make the same mistake twice, Dr. Sylvester Cooper Smith? Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. I will amend my previous departing words. Die alone and in agony, in public view for all to see how pathetic and tiny you truly are. Okay, bye, I love you.
Uh, you hear a sound that is a language you cannot possibly understand. Uh, you know that in some tongue that has never been spoken on this earth, it just told you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> ow, ow, fuck you. You do not know how you know that, but you do. And you are now back to writhing in agony. Yay. Ow. Outside. Row. Yes. An ambulance is arriving at this point. Oh, thank God. You've been on the phone. They asked you to stay on the phone until they got there. So you've been doing that because you care about your friend. Very much. So he's still very much lying on the ground uh, and in obvious agony. What are you doing? After pacing for about five minutes, Ro has taken a seat on the floor, holding an ice cream cone, waiting for him to kind of be done hurting so she can offer it to him. She does, in fact, realize this will not happen, so she just kind of feels stupid. Um, oh, oh hey, come on. Hey, Sly? First aid kit. Oh, okay, yeah, the uh, the ambulance looks like they're pulling up now. Um, and she asks the the, the lady on the, the person on the phone. Um, I'm gonna get a first aid kit. Um, if he goes to the hospital, is he gonna be okay? You don't know this. Um, and she goes to try to find a first aid kit in the ice cream shop. Should be behind the counter. The nine one one operator is very confused and just says. <laughs> Uh, you just said, ma'am, that the ambulance arrived. Uh, I, 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 uh, please don't go, uh, attempt to apply first aid on your own. Um, uh, we, okay, are, are um, you... I'm going he's, to guide her He's a doctor. It. Yeah, he's a, he's a doctor. It's okay. Um, we got it. Um, okay. Okay. Um, the, yeah, I'm sorry the, I'm rambling. <laughs> the EMTs have come in the door <laughs> and they don't even need to be told who they need to help. All right, cool. <laughs> So, um, A for effort, Ro. They, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> the EMTs are asking you a quick bevy of questions about uh, what's going on, and it's like I will answer uh, they, every they question with lots of expletives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair. Uh, Ro. Mm-hmm. If anything, what are you doing while this is happening? And clearly a stretcher is being retrieved so that they can just get this guy onto the ambulance. Bro. Um, yeah. Call yes, the others. What? Okay. And call my sister. Not Absol Sam, the other one. Okay. Um, you have her number? I don't. I'm just gonna, th uh... Yeah, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna tell her the number real quick, although it's gonna be all his... <laughs> you were about to throw your phone to Roe. I was and about you, to. You, re you realized, realized that Mike would have made me roll to catch it, and it would have broken. <laughs> yes, so I was like, no, wait, <laughs> fuck. Go back. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Are you guys trying to thwart me? Yes. Exactly. I am... I think I've been doing I'm okay gonna... so far. I didn't know we had a combative relationship <laughs> in this episode. Man. Equal fights. Uh, 
You're you're trying to poison this boy's brain, and I won't let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> We've already got one of those, and we're trying to fix her. <laughs> I will um. try to fix you. So yeah, I'm gonna send a text to the group first, then call Nat, and then try to call the group if I don't hear back from them, which I assume I won't because yeah. they're in the woods. Because if you call Sam, she's just so- gonna make fun of me, <laughs> like a bitch. <laughs> This is the last thing that you say as you are being wheeled out of the the door on a stretcher. And I'm going to say it like, like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, describe the text that you send to the group. Um, hey, guys. Um, very important. Sly got hurt. He's on his way to the hospital. I'll, I'll meet you there. Um, and then a second text just says something with his leg. I don't exactly know. He was just screaming. Okay. Meanwhile, out in the middle of the woods, Albion, you are knelt down and Des is quite concerned, I'm sure. Let's just resume that scene right now. Albion, Albion, look at me. Uh, are you okay? Is, 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 do I still have a right eye, first of all? I don't need to roll for that, right? <laughs> you don't. Uh, he, he does. It's just very, very red. Uh, can confirm you have an eye, a very red eye, but you've got an eye. Okay, um, I just had a, a vision thing. Um, Another vision? Uh, yeah, no, this one, this one made more sense. I don't, that does not make it better. <clears throat> I saw the world serpent, I think. I know I saw Odin, I felt myself as Odin, and I saw... I saw what I, th- I think it has to have been Jormungandr. It's um part of Ragnarok, uh, one of the uh, one of the offspring of Loki. Oh. I don't know why Odin was fighting it. It's arch enemy is Thor, but it's um, that they're the ones who are destined to do battle at the end times. But uh, I saw it, and I call call this a logical leap. But uh, I think I think that might be the some aspect of the World Tree, Yggdrasil. No I kidding. I don't know. It sounds crazy when I say it. So, um, the world tree, uh, is it safe to approach it? Does it do good things or bad things? Well, the thing is, the actual Yggdrasil, it's, it's a massive and central tree. It's, it's sacred. It's an ash tree that is the center of the cosmos. And it's, it's the center of everything. So I don't know why the hell is in it's outside of Burlington. You don't think Des? it's connect map? Sorry, uh, Des. I would like you to make me a quick scholarship roll, if you don't mind. Uh, your target is going to be a four. Scholarship. I've got a two. I will happily do a f- uh, invoke a fate point. Um, uh, I'm gonna do a hey. I can actually do this. Man, you guys just hate failing rolls. Um, with the specific context of what I'm looking for here, uh, the details of which I don't 
want to share because they are very much part of the thing. Hey, I can actually do this isn't necessarily going to work. Okay. Um... This is more about recall in this instance. Uh, something uh, Trying to re remember something. Uh, is it something that um, someone in the group would have said before? Because then I could use, I get by with a little help from my friends. I think uh, actually in this case, you may not realize how effective that particular one will be. And I will say, yes, I will accept that as a justification. Okay. For a fate that makes point. it a, that makes it a four. Okay. So this is the most that Albion has talked about. Uh, well, Nordic stuff in a while, at least in like the, the smallest number of breaths, the most he's talked about it in, uh, in some time. And, Something about the tone and cadence and sort of like shape of the words that he's saying, uh, it strikes a little bit of familiarity with something not Albion. It, it's like, it's like somebody saying the same thing, but with a completely different dialect. Like, you know, you can recognize when somebody from the deep south says, you know, sugar, as being the same as somebody who might say sugar like mm -hmm. you know it's the same word even though it has much different inflections in it and you're getting that feeling that those those voices and whispers at the edge of your your hearing and uh, you know when you were doing that uh, sort of extending your psychic sense out mm -hmm. yeah you have reason to believe that might be an old Scandinavian tongue that you were hearing. Interesting. Okay. okay. I don't. I don't understand. You do, in in the myths, it's it's not just it's not just a tree. It is it's the world itself. It holds all the it holds all the realms. At at the very canopy, it's Asgard. At the roots, there's hell. It's uh, Albion. I think it's hitting me. There's something. There's something Nordic about this site right here like the the spirits and the entities that are here they're that's that's what i'm getting from here that's why you're getting these visions right now that's why the raven brought you here this has to be why i came to burlington this is why it was me i i, I can't prove that but mm -mm. your phone is buzzing albion pulls out his phone okay uh you can see a little bit of uh your phone's getting a little bit of like uh, that that sort of like purpley stuff from when you put magnets near a screen. Uh, eventually, your phones all start to have that happen uh, after too long. But uh, it, it's starting to creep in on this one. It's still usable for the time. It's it's a text message uh, sent to a group, and it looks like it's from Ro. Uh, can you see what this is, Des? Um, yeah. Um, let me let me take a look here. And Albion is going to hand the phone and just look at the tree and start slowly walking towards it. It is um, the text that says that something has happened to Sylvester. Albion, uh, something's happened to Sly. Albion, for the moment, it's like the world has shut out around him. All he's, he just reaches into his bag and pulls out a horn and a flask and pours some of the contents of the flask into the horn, slowly drinks some pours the rest out and just starts walking towards the tree whispering under his breath uh, to Odin 
Invoking Des, him, invoking his name. Des is like f- walking fast behind Albion now, and she's actually going to grab him by the wrist to be like, Albion, it's time to go. Sly needs us. The second text has come through that says that Ro will meet you at the hospital. We've got to go to the hospital, Albion. This tree isn't going anywhere. I- I'm sorry, Des. Can you, um, can you, can you repeat that? I just, I'm sorry. Sylvester is at the hospital. We have to go. And Alvin just sort of snaps upright and just looks over his shoulder, like takes a brief glance over his shoulder at the tree and then shoves the horn back into his bag. Did she say why? Does it say why? It says something about his leg. His leg's all jacked. His leg's acting up. Oh, shit. All right. Um, it's got to be bad if he, he's hes a tough sumbitch. He's, he's got... <sighs> Can we can we go, please? I'm ready to go, and I don't want to uh, leave you here alone. We, I want to ask, how close are we to the Moncton farm right now? You, Moncton is to the southeast of Burlington, and you know that you have been walking northeast, at least to some degree. My question is, if we call John to pick us up in like a tr- in one of the farm trucks instead of biking to the hospital, would we get there faster? You don't actually know precisely where you are, uh, or even where you necessarily left your bikes. Des might have a better idea of what town you were in, but you are not super duper sure. I will, however, let you make a driving roll to try to get a better approximation of your position when you get back to your bikes. And your target is, since you were doing this completely on foot or on bike without any real aerial reference, uh, your target's going to be a four. If you fail this, then you just gain no additional information. Um, yeah, I failed the roll. I, I got a wash. It's only a plus one. Okay. I just want to know if there's a faster way to get to the hospital so we can get to that scene faster. Okay. So you, uh, how are you, you're, you don't know for sure that one of the wolves picking you up would necessarily be be faster. You feel like it might be, though. You just don't know where you would direct them to go. All right. I, I remember that gas. I remember the gas station. It wasn't that long ago that I got my resupply at it. I'm going to see if they can meet us there and drive us to the hospital. OK, yeah, you can describe to them the gas station where you you picked up some code red and see if they're familiar um, are you going to do that as you are trying to make your exit from this clearing? Yeah. Yeah, he's just going to open the phone call with, Hey, John, shit's weird again. Can I ask a favor? And that is how that conversation starts and goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, as, you, as, as you've as you you know dialed your phone and uh, he's picked up and you know, says, Oh, hey, what's up? Hey, Albion, what's up? And you say, you know, shit's weird. And... As you finish that sentence, you step through the trees uh, that ring the clearing and make me an alertness roll. And your target is a three. OK, that is that is a six. OK, you pass with flying colors. You're going to get the full scope of information here, which is you enter the thick of the forest around you and you can clearly tell. Not a hundred feet ahead of you is the side of the road and your bikes. 
Do you turn around? Yeah, I ex- I know what I'm expecting to see, but I turn around. The clearing's gone, isn't it? The thick forest that you trudged through earlier stretches beyond almost infinitely in the fading sunlight. Oh, God damn it, no. All right, let's let's go. Okay. have done it you clapped both times i don't even know what that accent was supposed to be <laughs> most excellent my dude you were trying to be Gru. <laughs> I, i've even seen that movie any of them so sure um uh I, well, i'm trying to remember i think in japan despicable me is called uh mysterious thief Gru's moon heist or something like that oh, oh my god of course it is well, it because Despicable Me is kind of an English language pun that doesn't translate. Uh, also, the Fast and the Furious doesn't properly translate the same way to Japanese with the alliteration. So I believe they called it Wild Speed Max. That's funny. It's very good is the good thing. I'm still Despicable Me is a pun. Kind of. It, huh. It's a name that it's a name that has a. A particular kind of feel in English that's sort of... Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> okay, so... Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.